Welcome to the Curtains Up Podcast. This is your host, Anthony Festa. I'm excited for this week's guest. I'm excited for you to hear from this week's guest. She's a spectacular performer. Ladies and gentlemen, Lissa de Guzman. Lissa's currently in the Broadway company of Aladdin, where she covers every single female role in Agrabah. She made her Broadway debut in King Kong, the musical, and she also played the leading role of Princess Jasmine on the national tour of Aladdin. We're going to sit down, talk everything that's going on with Omicron and more. I hope you enjoy Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's such an honor to welcome somebody that is actually in the heart of the Broadway community right now and performing on Broadway and going through everything that is happening on Broadway. We'd love to welcome to the podcast, Lissa de Guzman. Lissa, welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you on. Hello, Anthony. I'm happy to be here. You know, I was just, I, I sat here and I thought I was, I haven't had a guest on yet that I haven't met. And this is our first time meeting. So it's nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. And all, you know, in, in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 fashion on Zoom. Good to see you. <laughs> you too. I know. I mean, how many people did you meet? Everybody was on Zoom. Everything, Everybody. right? Yeah. There's so many people who have only met on Zoom and haven't even met in person yet, which is yeah. kind of in my mind. So you're currently in the Broadway company of Aladdin where you cover all of the women right yep all the female ensemble and then jasmine so all the women and you understudy jasmine so how many roles is that total that is eight total fuck (laughs) (laughs) every time i say it out loud i'm like "Ooh, how is that even possible yeah yeah somehow (laughs) i know you're in disney's aladdin but you can say fuck on my podcast by the way (laughs) wow thank you for that I needed that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You're you're in a in a lovely Disney show. So I want to um I kind of want to dive right into this. Um, one of the biggest reasons I'm having you on is because of what's going on right now in the world and um, how we've seen Omicron just take us over by force. You know, back us into quarantines and away from our families on the holidays. And I just want to hear from it, you know, from somebody who's right in the trenches like you, what the effects have been like on Broadway and, and what the experience has been like within your company and how that's been. Yes. Well, you specifically talked about Omicron, but we, I was in Aladdin or I am in Aladdin. And back in September when we opened, we also got hit with Delta. So this, right, right this Omicron rise is honestly our second go round. So that that's a whole other level of like emotional turmoil. But the first one, our first sort of, you know, cancellation process and figuring out the protocols and stuff back in September was honestly terrifying because Mm. everyone just wants to come back and come back strong. And we're so hopeful. And I was in Wisconsin for the pandemic. And so it was about moving back to New York and having a new apartment and like, so mm-hmm. hopeful and to have that happen was a rough um snap back to reality mm. and and so it, it it made the omicron rise interesting because to have it happen again i felt like it was familiar territory but again another hit of reality of like this is still happening mm. we have a whole other variance and it's spreading like wildfire, and we're going through it again. Absolutely. Um, and this was, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember reading online, it was like you guys had your reopening night, and then it was like the next night you shut down, right? 
Essentially, yes. Actually, I think that was exactly it. We opened, <clears throat> we had invited dress mm. and it was already split track, swings on. Yeah, so yeah. that was crazy. And then we had opening night. And then mm -hmm. I think it was the next day that either, either we had one more performance and then we closed the day after that, or it was the day after opening that we, yeah. we were all there rehearsing a crazy split track and putting new people in. And then a few hours before the show, they were like, we can't, we, we, we can't do it. Oh God. I just, yeah. I remember when I was a swing, how I would just rehearse the different tracks in my brain, even when mm -hmm. I wasn't on. And people mm -hmm. don't understand that, uh, what that, <laughs> what that is. It's almost like being a mathematician in there a little bit, you know, with the numbers. I, and Yes. Your mind never stops. I do this thing where I'll, when I go to bed at night, and if I can't really fall asleep and, you know, people say like count sheep or something, yeah. my thing is, is I will pick a track and I'll go through the entire show in my bed before sleep just to wow. review it, just to have it fresh because, you know, you could wake up the next morning and be on for any track. And it's, oh that's my, my way of keeping it all in my brain. <laughs> wow. So Delta hits, um, Broadway's equity, you know, hires all of these epidemiologists to, um, give the firsthand knowledge. We're following all the testing rules. Everybody is in the companies are usually vaccinated, I believe, um, unless there's medical withstanding uh, and the testing is immense. Like what is the process? What was the process when Delta came through and it was like, okay, this is how I have to work. I'm going to go do my job, I'm guessing, and go home and not go to the bar, right? Yeah. And <laughs> Honestly, you remember at that time in like end of summer or just summer in general, we all felt more comfortable oh, yeah. going to bars. Or being the whole outside. world, the whole world was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah here we go. <laughs> and oh, oh my gosh, I remember, I remember taking off my mask outside and feeling so like free and confident. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. And so yeah, back back when Delta our, our so our testing protocol is we test every day. Mm -hmm. We get a PCR every day. Oof. I know, which is a lot, but yeah. I honestly am someone who likes to know. So yeah, yeah, me. yeah, of That's course. Yeah. Um, and right, they hired epidemiologists, and um, luckily, when when you know there was the rise of Delta in the Broadway community or within our company, uh -huh. the epidemiologists knew a lot about Delta, so knew a lot about that variant because it had already been alive, and like they could already test things and know how to test it and know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, so when it hit she was really good um, about giving us the knowledge that she knows and what to do and mm. got the air purifiers or like the HIPAA filters right. in every dressing room. And um, we wear our masks up until the moment we're on stage. So we all mm -hmm. have the shoe rack things that can hang on doors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have the shoe things that have our name on it, and we put our masks in there right mm -hmm. before we go on stage, and then put them on right when we get off stage. Yeah. So that's how them. for people who are listening who might not know backstage in the world of backstage, we do we have these little shoe racks that we have props in, and they're labeled with our numbers, and they're literally they hold shoes normally, but they would hold our props, and then we have another one that would hold our mics, and now. We're using them for our masks, which is not new to me. I haven't been in a show since the shutdown. So it's like, yeah, that's okay. That makes sense. You know, we're using right. things that we know how to use. Yeah, exactly. Just reusing things we already know how to use for this new age. Amazing. Um, we, we wear masks literally um, until we go on stage. We test every day. 
um, we have the epidemiologists to answer questions every once in a while and, you know, um, develop the protocol with like the HIPAA filters and, mm. and separate, like they separated the swings from the rest of the cast. Okay. Interesting. Tell me about that. Um, it's to, to sort of help with contract tracing or, um, the spread. So normally, um, myself and the other female swing would be in the female ensemble room, mm. uh, dressing room with everyone else, but they gave us a separate dressing room to stay separate from the female ensemble. So in case there's something started, they still had the swings available right. to cover and to, to be in the show. Amazing. Um, something I just thought of when we were talking about the humidifiers in the dressing rooms, it's, it's something that I know when the pandemic first struck, we talk about how old some of these theaters are and mm -hmm. the, um, um, the, the fact that it needs better like uh, renovation as far as like the air quality goes, because they're just, mm -hmm. they're old Broadway houses. So it's good yeah. to know that they're doing that with the dressing rooms and they're trying the best that they can. Mm -hmm. And when we came back, because the dressing, like you said, the dressing rooms are old, the theaters are dry, they're dusty. They yeah. have who knows what going on. Yeah. So. Ghosts, ghosts of all the Broadway performers. Really? <laughs> Apparently our ghost name is Olive. Oh, I haven't met her yet. But. What's up, girl? <laughs> That's cool. And, you, yeah. and you, the show has switched theaters. It's at the Amsterdam now, right? Or no? Yes, it's yeah, always yeah. been at the Amsterdam. Okay. Um, I think I think it, what you are thinking of is originally Lion King was in Amsterdam. That's right. See, I got my Disney shows confused. You got it, though. Yeah. You, you schooled me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's good to know that you we have all of the precautions in place and um, somebody there to kind of answer all your questions as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it, what's your regimen like now compared to what it used to be? I mean, did you used to like to go and um, unwind and get a drink? I know for me, like when I would do a show, my adrenaline would be through the roof and I was like, I got to go eat. I got to go like have a drink and calm down or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, my my routine or regimen has definitely changed. I pretty much, I call it like diet quarantine. Love it. <laughs> um, just because of the spread and, and I, you know, it, it affected the company so much and I somehow haven't gotten it yet, which is also mm. Well, congratulations. I know. I know everyone says that they're like, your blood is amazing. I got but, Omicron. Oh, it wasn't terrible for, for okay. me. Thank God. Um, was, but I didn't get to go home to my family for Christmas, so. Yeah. You no, know, my, well, we're staring off. My mom got Omicron on like Christmas Eve, Eve or something, so yeah. she had to, you know, cancel all the plans and couldn't see family at all. So. Uh, how's she doing? She's doing fine. It was just like it, her symptoms were imitated of super rough cold. Yeah. So she she was fine and yeah. just yeah. it's you know she's already alone, so she was excited for holidays to be with people and. Yeah. yeah um yes oh my routine has completely changed because of course i'm i'm like you my energy is up after a show and also if people come to see it or even if oh, yeah. other shows are around i'm like let's like you know let's let's hang what's up yeah, yeah let's go eat something or let's go to someone's house and just chill yeah and i feel uncomfortable doing that now of course it's such a weird gray area and especially since you haven't contracted the omicron yet um yes you're like yeah i think i'm just gonna ride this one out and you also carry the weight of such huge responsibility of 
yes. going, you know, all the roles that you cover. Talk to me a little bit about just during Omicron, because I, I mean, we both know so many people within the community and all of these Broadway shows and all of these tours that were getting called up from the past to jump into the show if they, you know, could try and keep it open. How many roles did you recently go on for with Omicron, you know, and um, yes, there was a week. <laughs> <I went on, laughs> I'm like, woo, it's all coming back. Uh, in one week, I think I went on for five different roles. So out of out of the eight show week, I think we ended up only having six shows. So out of those six shows, I went on for five different tracks. Oof. And I remember at maybe 4 p.m. I was going on for one track and by 6 p.m. I was going on for a different track. Oh my God. It was, it was constant shifting and in your brain too, your brain has to brain. Do, has to do a 180 Cause you're like, okay, now that dance moves on the left and not on the right. And exactly. I, I know I did it. I was like, this is oh. <laughs> exactly. or everything you had planned for, or like, you know, cause I don't know if you do this, I'll, I'll eat a certain way before a show. Cause oh, yeah. you can't eat too much, can't eat too little, like, oh, absolutely. Out. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not as prepared as I would want to be for this specific track, because that needs something different. So yep. no, I mean, yeah. it's, that's what goes into what we do. And that's the behind the scenes that I want people to hear. It's like, yeah, we yeah. think about what we eat, we meditate, mm -hmm. we breathe, we take yoga, you know, mm -hmm. um, I was in a show for two years where I held a, somebody who died in my arms every night. That's a lot. <laughs> so, oh, like, so you're like, so you're like, what do I do to get through this? And how do I have a regimen outside of here that helps me leave everything at that door and mm -hmm. live and live my life? You know, speaking of that, what are your, what are your hobbies outside of this crazy business we do? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I love doing yoga. It's a very centering thing for me because, mm. you know, our industry is, all over the place and sometimes doesn't make sense. And so something I always need is something very like based in breath and centering and like yeah. getting back to I getting mean, my feet on the ground and love my that. head in a calm place. Um, what else? I'm, I'm looking into like taking an acting class and stuff. I really want to yeah. get back. I sort of want to get back into training again. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's nice to meet people every week, like in the acting class too, and yeah. have like, have like a community, you know, it's not, so it's not only about me, like working towards the, the craft and getting better at TV film and all that, but it's also just like, oh, there's these people, we all support each other. And it's, that's what exactly. I think I miss, I miss the most about um, casts and my families, I call them, you know, cause we all have these yes. little families, you know? Yes. And with, you know, we all just went through a pandemic. So obviously the world is changing and our industry is changing. And I just, I, like you said, I sort of want to join a community that's like all going toward the same goal or like training for whatever their path is, but just to get back in sort of that um, learning environment. Yeah. Like continue to get better and learn. Well, and We're always doing that as artists. Yeah. I mean, you are too every day in your brain, you know, it's like yeah. learning and growing is, it's we we never we never just figure it out and we're the most amazing actor and we're like it's just non-stop you're gonna keep growing oh, yeah. you're gonna keep learning yeah. as we evolve as um as we evolve as people too as we grow mm -hmm. into you know adulthood and more mm -hmm. and more starts to open up in the mind as well you know so yeah. yeah no it's it's good it's interesting 
I think that it's been really beautiful to see the Broadway community. Um, I think it was like a week ago or so, just kind of really, really grab the hand of, you know, understudies and swings and say, Mm -hmm. you guys are our fucking heroes. And watching that video of Hugh Jackman, it makes me emotional, like, because I got... I I was, yes, (laughs) I'm with you. I could hear it in your voice, and I was like, listen, keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like, it's... It's so positive and it's so true and it's and it's a it's a spoken word that needs to happen more often because people don't understand how hard it is to do what you do, how hard it is to cover somebody, how hard it is to do that, and then they just can walk into the auditorium and say, Oh, I'm seeing the understudy. But mm-hmm. what they don't understand is that what you have to offer is different than that other person that got hired for the job. And what you bring to the role is not a replica of that performance. And You are your own unique person. Mm-hmm. And they're going to enjoy that. And it's going to be a beautiful memory. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to serve, we're here to serve emotions. We're here to bring things out in people, evoke thoughts and feelings. And everybody that's on that stage, everybody that works on Broadway... They are the neosurgeons of what we do. You are the best of the best. You have been chosen. Okay? So, like, that alone, these people have been chosen because of how good they are. And it's just so, it was so good to hear. Okay, rant over. <laughs> I'm ready to go on my, I'm like, I'm, I wish you all could see me. I'm full of yeah. throwing all about it. <laughs> but anyway, I got emotional. I loved Hugh Jackman's video, and I just thought it was a beautiful tribute and how did it how did it make you feel well in that i'm about to go off um (laughs) because that came on the heels of the broadway league president's statement right yes that she said that she thinks you know this is just her educated guess that she thinks shows are closing because understudies and swings aren't as efficient as as Whatever, which it could not be more wrong. More untrue. Followed up by an apology, by the way, that was like, I'm sorry, I don't really understand how this works, which in my eyes was kind of like, well, then why do we have her in the position that she's in? Somebody who works in that position should know how it works. I have no fear saying this, by the way, because it's the truth and the reality, and it's what everybody's thinking and feeling. It's not to be negative, and I'm happy that Hugh and other people have brought so much positivity out of it. But go on with what you were saying. No, absolutely. It's it's, it's absolutely appalling to me that someone who clearly doesn't know anything is our Broadway League president. But what it did for me is it it, it illuminated the bigger issue. That not only does she, the president of our Broadway League, believe that is people in our community and outside our community think that as well. And that is a stigma that holds no truth. Zero. In fact, these swings and understudy could not be more efficient because they have to be in at a moment's notice and and carry the show or or continue the show without um, recognition, without appreciation, without people knowing. That's that's our job is to keep it going so people don't notice. And so it, it's the most frustrating thing and the most like the most emotionally taxing thing mm. and the hardest thing for me as a swing and understudy is that we already essentially we've already lost before we even 
get on stage. People have this thing in their head that we're not as good or that mm-hmm. we don't deserve to be on stage or that mm-hmm. like we're the off brand. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. The swings and understudies are, you know, and as you know, are in most cases are the most talented, are the people who can do it all and possibly better than the people who who were hired to do just one thing. Absolutely. And you're more valued because of that. You're more valued and less appreciated. And less appreciated. And on on top of that, you have the ability to remove your ego from the situation and say, Mm -hmm. I'm here to do this. If they only knew on top of the fact that they're coming to see the show and they're thinking, oh, I get the understudy. And and this isn't everybody, by the way. This is a generalization. But if they only knew how much we beat ourselves up in our head, you know, and how hard Mm -hmm. we work after that performance because we didn't stand on six and we were on seven and we messed up the light for that one moment and how we don't do it every night. So there's going to be those little discrepancies, right? And how, Mm -hmm. when we leave that stage, how hard we are on ourselves to make sure we get it right the next time. That Mm -hmm. is so emotionally taxing and so much hard work. And there's just so much that goes with it. Yes. It's because when I first swung, I was young and I didn't know, I knew the logistics of it. I knew I'd have to cover all these roles. And yeah, I was like, this is going to be great. So fun. But the hardest part for me was the emotional part of like, you know, being sitting in my dressing room for so many performances and then going on and not feeling good about it, even though yeah. I'm sure to the audience, it was fine. Yeah. But it's, it's just what swings and understudies do and what they go through is no one will understand unless they go through it. And Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that, you know, the statement by the Broadway league president and what Hugh did brings at least checks people. Mm-hmm. makes them check themselves the next time they see a swing or understudy on to check themselves and realize, okay, this feeling that I'm having isn't based in truth. Yeah. But also the, su- the support of the company members and the awareness of knowing that they, that um, we care for them. I actually texted my buddy, Adam Roberts, who is my understudy for Chris and Miss Saigon. I got, I've said this on the podcast before, people are probably sick of hearing it, but I got, um, I got laryngitis mid-show. I was a hundred shows in and uh, I just started singing Why God Why and all of a sudden I was like, uh, what? Like, like, <laughs> why God Why? Yeah, like literally. Um, and he swung on and it was his first time ever on and he fucking saved the show. I mean, there's people in that audience that, you know, got to see an amazing performance and amazing talent come in and take over for me when I needed him most. And it's important to remember that we're a community and we work together to tell these stories. Our egos have to be removed from the situation and we're all in this together. And that's, I think what Hugh's speech kind of brought out. And, and that's why people love live theater is the like each individual performance is is unique and so like how i you know at least for an if i was in the audience that that would be a very exciting performance that i would get you know what i mean like i'll never forget it i'll tell that story forever whatever oh yeah i'll never forget like the moments of like um the wizard and i would happen i did wicked for a little while and then all of a sudden i saw another green girl come by and high five the other green girl and switch out because she was like i can't and then like the standby was just like high five boom let's go (laughs) oh 
Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, shit, shit like that that you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Dang, that's cool. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, what about you? Have you had the, I'm sure you've been like gotten the text. You're like, hey, can you be in your onstage swing on? Talk about it a little bit. Oh, yes. Um, that's happened, you know, many times. And it's, what's funny is I am lucky. When, when crisis happens, I, for some reason, am so calm. Mm, that's cool. And I remember this one time and it was, because I did Aladdin on tour and that's when I first was a swing and I had to go on last last minute, um, like last, last minute for this role, but I hadn't, you know, the wigs hadn't been put on me yet because I was part of the original company. I hadn't put my costume on yet. And I remember it was April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were like, fuck this shit, so I was messing around with yeah. me. <laughs> I know. My stage name was like, um, you have to go on for this role. And I was like, ha, ha, ha good one, April yeah. Fool's Day. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, because minutes later I was so calm and I was like, just going through the track of my head and there were six people around me, you know, putting my hair in pin curls, putting some sort of wig on me, like finding my costumes, putting the shoes on for the first time, oh six people around me, getting me ready as fast as possible. Cause we had to do the show. It takes a village. Um, it takes a village. It takes a freaking village. And it's just that, that feeling is pretty indescribable because you're, it's, you almost have to throw your hands up and be like, well, it, it is what it is. It's going to mm. be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, just try not um, to. I've been there before. And then you're like, I have no idea what I'm about to go do. And mm-hmm. here we go. <laughs> and love and, and shove. And your company's like, like, yeah, your company's like love and, love and shove. And, you know, make room where you can. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And people are sometimes even surprised. They're like, oh, you're here. Because they yeah. didn't as well but usually so, but usually it's like an exciting surprise right like every time <laughs> it's like every yeah <laughs> i had that happen the other day actually when i was on every single person who saw me was shocked but in a good way they're like oh hey and i was like hey cardboard, do you <laughs> yeah y'all don't read that cardboard because that cardboard's a mile long now <laughs> and they just walk in and they're like okay <laughs> like well we'll see who we're gonna see <laughs> split 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 gone 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 it's like oof, look at i know we can't we're not allowed to technically post pictures of the call board but um i'm i've seen a few actually <laughs> i had a i have a friend in wicked who sent she sent me uh, the call sheet like was it a week ago and i was like damn <laughs> so it like doesn't even fit in the phone picture it's like scanned yeah out. yeah uh, that's what, and for people who don't know, that's just when we first walk in, there'll be notes on the board. There's a bulletin board of maybe like, here's what, you know, we need to work on, or maybe there's vocal things here or there, or dance moves, or Anthony, see me in your office immediately. No, <laughs> um, it's possible. And uh, there's a, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a bit of a goof. Um, I like to have fun. And then there's a list of who's playing what in the show. And sometimes it gets extensive and sometimes it says split and split. Go ahead and let them all know, Lissa, what does split mean? And how many ways can we split? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is proving, uh, <laughs> not. um, so split track essentially means exactly what it sounds like. If, Let's say if there's if I'm the only swing available to go on and two girls call out, we have to do a split track because myself can't do two tracks at once. 
So then you go through those two tracks and you sort of pick what's the most important and what the show needs and to make it look a certain way or to make it continue to go a certain way, props wise, costumes wise, storytelling wise. And um, you make essentially a new track mm. and you split up the two tracks to make one new track to keep the show going. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, last week or two weeks ago, I did a split track between two and then I've also done two girls plus a boy track. Oof. And then I know the boys have done a split with about six tracks. So it's, you know, we keep, we keep impressing ourselves with how many split tracks we can do. Um, yeah. You're like, Oh, wow. I guess, that, I guess the show we can do. Yeah. yeah you're like, oh, I guess that works too. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's figuring again, it's figuring out the pieces to that, that puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. The puzzle in your mind. <laughs> so, so cool. Um, I, I was going to ask you because you did, um, Aladdin on the road and Aladdin in New York as well. What would you say the biggest differences are being on tour and, and being in New York? That's a good question. Um, I've had a lot of, I've had many different perspectives in the company because I, a um, little trivia, I guess, I was started as a swing and understudy on the Aladdin tour, the original Aladdin tour. Mm -hmm. And then a year, year and a half-ish, um, I became Jasmine. So I was a swing uh... understudy and then I played Jasmine. And then I now joined this Broadway company to be a swing understudy again. So I've seen, I got to, you know, play all roles on tour and Broadway and see it from different um, perspectives. And I, I love, I love that word, the perspective and point of view, yeah. because um, I'm remembering now that you say that, I mean, I was a swing in 2012, but the, it was this moment in Bear the Musical, the show that I was a swing in, where he died in the end and he committed suicide. And I know I'm in a lot of sad shows. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, just, just come right out the gate with it. You know, West Side, oh, West Side Story. So yeah. <laughs> West Side Story, I died. Miss Saigon, she dies. This show, they, they all, they'll die, right? And you're in like Disney. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he dies in the end. And I just remember watching him walk into the light because they had this like light omitting and I remember being on for five different boys within the ensemble and mm -hmm. I got to watch it from up top I got to watch it from stage left I got to watch it from stage right I got to watch it from right behind him and like when I was all these different it's exactly what you just said different perspectives of that iconic moment what moment in the show of Aladdin do you love looking at all the different perspectives of um, well, specifically the wedding. So at the end, there's a oh, spoiler. <laughs> um, there's <laughs> there's a wedding, and it's come see Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> come see it at New Am, New Amsterdam Theater. Um, yeah, everyone's on stage for like everyone is on stage for the first time. I since the first number, but and there's it's exactly like you said. I see from like downstage right, downstage left, upstage left, upstage right. You get to make eye contact with different people, and everyone's listening to the scene and reacting in different ways, and has their like you know wedding date or partner or they're alone. Um, and then the sultan will walk back and talk to certain people. It's mm. so that one's always really fun to bounce around in and and like catch different people's eyes or like react differently and and surprise the partner that you were with that day um mm. or like being able to see aladdin's face be versus being able to see jasmine's face it's um that one's always really fun to 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 get the different perspectives because you'll see each different character's story yeah that's depending amazing. on where you're standing 
Oh, I love that. That's so yeah. cool. Um, who's wait, who's playing Aladdin right now? I should know that. I'm going to ask you. Yeah, his name is Michael Maliakel. Yeah, I think that I, I feel like, was he in Phantom of the Opera? He was, yes. I saw him, He's oh, speaking of understudies, I saw him go on for Raul uh, in Phantom of the Opera in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii, and he was phenomenal. Like, unbelievably good in Phantom of the Opera. And I saw, I was on Playbill, and I saw, like, a picture and I, I didn't look, I haven't looked it up yet, but you just confirmed it. And I saw his like face and I'm like, that's the guy that I'm so happy that he's, cause he's so talented. So that's so great to hear. He is very talented and so nice. Love that. And I actually didn't know that he understudied, um, you know, he, as, as far as like him and Mimi Cross, like it's just been Aladdin. And so when I went on, he was so kind and uh, like understanding. And I was interesting, like, hmm, so interesting. And it's because he knows what understudying is like. Well, yeah. And he knows how to be treated the other way by somebody who wants it done a certain way. Right. And And you're like, you're like, loosen up, help me out. He was so present and so kind. And he was like, wow. And he was so congratulatory. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So I, I, can't say enough good things about Michael Malayko. That's amazing. I love that. Um, so we talked a little bit about how you stay mentally prepared with the yoga. How do you? What else do you do? You know, physically, mentally, and emotionally to stay on point, ready to play all these roles. You know, where where does it where does it go for you day to day? Um, I had a good routine of going to the gym <laughs> and working out, but then Omicron or like, you know, mm-hmm. the pandemic happened again and it sort of spooked me into not going to the gym. Yeah. Um, but I like to stay very like physically fit and um, endurance wise to keep that all together and, and yeah centered. And I also, my challenge and I'll go on, you know, record to say, I want to, be more hydrated. Yes. <laughs> yes. I need not to drink coffee. I need to drink water. You can have the coffee, but you just gotta hydrate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. People don't um, realize it. Yeah. Um, and also recently drinking like hot tea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been I've been cutting fresh ginger and like cutting a lemon and fresh lemon and a little cayenne with honey mm. and hot water and it's amazing how good whole foods can heal the mind and the body in a beautiful really. way. Yeah. And I'm learning that more recently is like feeding, feeding my physical self to feed my soul yeah. and how far that goes. And it really does make a difference. Yeah. You can take away the cloudiness, you know? Yes. Yes, so. exactly. What would you say is your favorite moment in the show? I know you mentioned the one moment in the end, but is that it? <laughs> no, my favorite moment has to be um and this sounds like a cop-out sounds like i'm being paid to say this but um it has to be the magic carpet it's um is truly magical and i've again got to see that one from many different perspectives and watching it you know from the audience and and watching it from in the wings and being on the actual magic carpet it Mm. is magical and really fun to do it is 
I tell audience members what you see, like it's, it's just as magical being on the magic carpet and experiencing it that way as it is watching it. That's cool. And, um, so I just feel lucky that I get to be on the magic carpet <laughs> sometimes. That's, that's amazing. There you go. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. What, um, what's it like to be a princess for the day? <laughs> it's fun. It's, I mean, if you had, I was, I was a big tomboy as a kid, huge yeah. tomboy. Yeah. And so if you would have told me that I would be playing a Disney princess, I would have laughed. You'd have been like, <laughs> yeah, right. although, although I, of, of all of them, the, the right one, you're right. You're yeah. so right. So Cause I'm it, even in the movie, I'm like, she's tough. <laughs> like, and that's what I love about her. And that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's what's fun is it's not, it's not a normal princess. Like it's mm-hmm. not like damsel in distress, save me. She is a princess. Yes. She holds that, you know, Royal, um, uh, status. Mm-hmm. But she is so down to earth and wants worldly knowledge and and um, friendship and relationships. So I, it's it's been cool to take you know the tomboy ish little sister side of me, yeah, and and elevate it to sort of a royal status and then see where that takes me. So it's fun. I, I love like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, what would you say yeah. about Lissa is the most uh, relatable to Jasmine? um the definitely the um like sort of spicy side the willing to say like how dare you or like love it yeah yeah Yeah, no fear no fear or like wanting to honestly i want worldly knowledge as well it's i feel sad we all can't travel during this time but like seeing different places and and seeing different cultures and wanting to sort of always go beyond or like always learn new things i love that absolutely yeah that's amazing and that's what life's all about Mm -hmm. at the end of the day right what would you say is your most difficult moment you know in the show as a performer i mean it could be in jasmine's track or any of the tracks that you play where you're just like fuck that was hard (laughs) um what's hard for me is a little bit what you said before is sort of forgiving myself with things i can't control Mm. I am a perfectionist as lots of performers are. Mm-hmm. Um, and when like, cause we have, you know, this big number Prince Ali beginning of act two and it has a lot of um, costume changes. Um, I think we do something like 300 costume tra- changes in like two minutes or something. I, like I have some stats written here and you can correct. You probably me. have the correct stat. If I'm wrong. Them. Yeah. I have that you do 102 quick changes in one minute 52 quick changes in 30 seconds and that mm-hmm. there's 864 Swarovski rhinestones on each man's gold finale costume. Are those all true? <laughs> no, those are all true. Those are all true. You have the actual numbers. Ooh, yes, exactly. But I'm like, I read um, it and I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's with, with so many things like that, costumes that you don't really have control of and, mm-hmm. and then having to, you know, cycle on stage and go back off and change your costume and cycle back on stage. It's, it's been the hard, it's hard for me to forgive myself with things that may go wrong and I couldn't have done anything about it. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I get it. We're, we're on our own worst critic. Right. And especially when we're out there performing, I also have written down one more stat that Jasmine's dress weighs eight pounds. Eight pounds. I think it's more. Are the wedding dress, her wedding dress, it says is, Eight pounds crystal beating or something is the reason. 
the for sure yes exactly so it's a beautiful uh skirt that is very detailed and beaded and and heavy (laughs) heavy dancing (laughs) dancing in it i've definitely fallen like full-on slid down yes favorite on stage mishap go (laughs) go tell me now right there is that it that would be it. So at, at, in the wedding or like at the, the final dance, all the girls are upstage in sort of like a pyramid and Jasmine's at the front of it and she leads downstage center and it like yeah. has to fully like get down, trek downstage right to zero. And the, the skirt has many layers to it and you know, mm. it's eight pounds. And if you don't step a certain way, your heel will get caught in the skirt. Mm-hmm. So. You better believe it. My heel got caught on that skirt and I slid it all the way on my butt, all the way down to the conductor. And my brother is in the show as well. And he Oh, cool. Yeah. He's that some, yeah, that's, I forget that like, yeah, my brother is in it. That's, that's (laughs) what's up. Yeah, it is what's up. And so, yeah, I slid on my uh, butt ass. Oh, um, shit. she said it. She went there. <laughs> I, like, oh, I got worried. I got worried. Um, slid out my ass all the way downstage. And my brother said that I he's never seen me bounce back up so fast. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, I just got yeah. right back up and went right back on with the choreography. But Good for you. No one could miss it because it was Jasmine's moment. And I slid all the way downstage. <laughs> well, well, you're not alone. I mean, yeah. everybody has a fall. <laughs> you have to. Including me, yeah. I remember in 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 Wicked, I had uh, the first solo for "No One Mourns the Wicked." I literally was like, "No one mourns the wicked," right? And it was just like all this fog and stuff, and her bubble juice, whatever, would squirt all over the stage from the bubble (laughs) thing. So I just slipped, and right before my solo, all you could see was my head poking out of the fog, laying on the ground, going, "No one mourns the wicked." Just on my butt, you know. But uh, yeah, we've all been there. So much (laughs) drama, yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe you still sang the line, so that's good. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, gotta do it. Here we go. Um, Exactly. Yeah, I think the spotlight guy was like up and then like went down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's amazing. So, how many performances total have you done of Aladdin? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Like in total probably around this is a big approximation but i would say probably around 300 400 yeah i mean if you were so how many years were you on the road with it i was on the road i think for two years okay that's nearly 500 there that's 400 and change there yes and then yeah you're probably more than you think yeah yeah because i've never calculated it actually you asking me this would be the first time i've even thought about it yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think a year and a half ends up being just under like 400 something. Okay. When so I calculated it. Yeah, that's crazy. So you know Agrabah. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I'm just going to end real quick with what we like to call the rapid five. So just um, feel free to answer these in any way that you want. Uh, you know, one word, one sentence, and I'm just going to throw them at you. If you... <laughs> Ready? Here we go. I'm ready. If you could make one theater law, what would it be? Um, Wear your mask in a theater. Audience members. Boom. (laughs) Um, Covering your nose. Who do you look up to in this business? 
I look up to my brother for sure. Aww. Uh, I know. Matthew Guzman, but I also um, love Leah Salonga and, you know. Yes. Amazing. And an amazing person and an amazing idol to uh, look up to. She's super awesome. Oh, good. Who do you go to for guidance and support with your work? 100% my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Every answer is my brother. My brother. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. What is a dream role that you'd love to play someday? I would love to play Alphaba and Wicked. Yes. (laughs) Work. That's a see big one. Yes, yeah, see you there at the Gersh. Mm-hmm. Um, Your head's sticking out of the fog. That's it. That's how I make my re-entrance. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. My first time ever being on for Fierro, I fell out of the cart. He's supposed oh, to be. He's supposed entrance? to be. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to be sleeping, and the guy came to this like turning abrupt like st- like stop to try and give me this awesome entrance, and I fell right out of the cart. Then the seat like ripped from behind me, okay, because it's like a Velcro seat thing, and I was just like on the stage, laying on the stage, and she came over, the girl playing Alphabet at the time. I think it was Emily Cook, and she just. She's supposed to hit the, the the cart with her book, and she just like hit me on the back. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, "Yeah, this is how I go." All right, let's kill it. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, yep, the show can only go up from here. Yep, so. here we go. Um, anyway, leading up to most memorable onstage moment doesn't have to be a mishap because we already did that. But most most memorable, you know, onstage moment for you. Um, I made my Broadway debut as a principal in King Kong and mm-hmm. that to this day will be the most memorable and special moment I ever had. It was, that company was incredible and my, like almost all of my Aladdin cast got to come cause they had the day off mm. and it was, I truly don't have words to express how amazing and special it was. There you go. You got a beautiful memory. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for taking the time out. And um, I hope to see you around town and actually physically meet you because you're awesome. And uh, I hope that after listening to this podcast, everybody goes out there and uh, sees Aladdin on Broadway. And hey, you just never know what role Lissa may be playing. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you to Lisa for coming on the podcast, and thank you everybody for tuning in. Get out there and see a Broadway show. Broadway's back, baby. Broadway is back. Get out there and take in a show. Appreciate you all. Like, subscribe, share, do all the good stuff. Be safe. Much love.